0: Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In today's Gospel, we hear of the man born blind. Now, this is a masterpiece by John. John is both a spiritual and a literary master, and his gifts are clearly on display in this story. Like the wedding feast in Cana, Like the woman at the well, like Lazarus, this story of the man born blind is a microcosm of the spiritual life. Therefore, we must tend to it very carefully. Now, one thing that we should never do with John's gospel is to brush over the stories. Just get the main idea of the story and go on. Well, if we do that, we're going to miss so much of the spiritual richness that's contained in these stories of John's Gospel. Now notice how the story opens up. As Jesus passed by, he saw a blind man from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Now in the Bible, blindness is often taken as sin. One of the results of the fall of grace is compromised our vision or compromised our consciousness. We don't see correctly. Very often in the spiritual tradition, people are able to see physically in the world, but they don't see the truth as God sees the world. So this man from birth is born blind. And so he represents all of humanity, each and every one of us. We are all victims of original sin, unable to spiritually see. And so who is Jesus? Well, he's the opposite of darkness. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He's not showing off or drawing attention to himself. He's saying something that is fundamentally who he is, his identity, as well as his mission. Jesus has come into this world to bring light and life. The key is that we have to unite our life to Jesus Christ. When we do, we see more clearly. We understand things in this world. Remember the picture of the Last Supper? We see John with his head leaning on the chest of Jesus as if John sees the world at the same level of Jesus Christ. Well, John sees the way Jesus sees the world. St. John Chrysostom once said, Holiness is to see the world through the eyes of God. How does God see the world? Everything connected to God. That's what happens when we unite ourselves to Jesus Christ. The light of Christ comes on. And we begin to understand things in the spiritual life all the more clearer. We begin to see how everything in this world is connected to God. And so Jesus sees this blind man. And what does he do? He's immediately compelled to help him and cure him. And so Jesus spits on the ground and he makes a paste and he rubs it into the blind man's eyes. Augustine once said, This resonates of God coming into this world. The spit coming from Jesus represents his divinity. The mud coming from the earth represents his humanity. Coming together, these two create the salve. Now, the Latin word for salve is salus, which means health. So Jesus makes a healing salve for sin-sick eyes, and then he rubs it into the man's eyes, symbol of us being saved. Jesus Christ himself He is the spiritual salve that will save us all. St. Paul often writes about this in his letters, to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what we're seeing here. Next, after putting on the salve, he tells the man to go wash in the pool of Siloam, And John tells us Siloam means sent. Well, over and over again in the Gospel, Jesus refers to himself as the one who was sent. And so the pool of siloam is symbolic of baptism, a total immersion in the one who was sent. It brings us to the point that we have to learn Jesus Christ by total immersion. He symbolically is rubbed into our eyes. And then through baptism, we are plunged into Jesus Christ. And so this man represents all of us, blind from original sin salved and washed by Jesus Christ in baptism. And that's how we come to see Jesus Christ's presence in our life, his presence in the church in doctrine and dogma and in the sacraments. Then the blind man comes back and he's able to see. He sees his neighbors who used to see him around but are now confused. Some say, yeah, he is the same guy. Others say, no, no, he just looks like the man. Well, once you put on Jesus Christ, you really are no longer the same person. Now, you bear a resemblance of the person that you used to be, but really, you are changed. Changed in every aspect of your life. And that's what we see with this formerly blind man. You have become now a new person. That's why, in the ritual of baptism, it calls upon us receiving a white garment. A white garment is placed upon us. It's symbolic of the renewal we have experienced. Here's another literary detail that John gives us. When they ask the man, Are you the same person? The man says, What? Notice his response. The Greek word he says is, Ego, Eme. In English, it's translated, I am. Now that phrase is used throughout John's gospel. Jesus says that very, very frequently. He says, I am the good shepherd. I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Remember when the soldiers come out to arrest Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? Jesus says the same words to the soldiers, ego, ame, I am. This is meant to signal or reach back to Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. When Moses asks God, what is your name? God says, ego, ame. I am the one who is. Here is the formerly blind man, now able to see, to the point that this man now speaks the very language of Jesus Christ. And he says, Ego, ame," just like Christ. What do we take from this? When we are baptized, we are grafted onto. We share now a life with Christ. Therefore, we speak the language of Christ. Now, all of this is being said here. Now, there's this point in which the story takes a dramatic turn. It corresponds to an inescapable reality, to the spiritual life. Namely, conformity to Jesus Christ doesn't always make you popular. In fact, just the contrary makes you sometimes hated by people. Now, they bring this man to the Pharisees, and the Pharisees interrogate the man to the nature and the condition on how he was healed. And it becomes very clear, Jesus healed this man on the Sabbath. However, a very pious Jew isn't supposed to work on the Sabbath. So, the Pharisees condemn what Jesus did. Now, what's so staggering here is this happens all the time, is how the religious leaders of the time completely overlook the stunning miracle that has just happened in their own midst. Now, everyone agrees that this miracle did happen. Instead, the Pharisees utterly ignore the breathtaking breakthrough of God's grace coming upon this man born blind and giving him his sight and curing him. Instead, it focuses on the details of the law. Now, why? So as to indulge division, as I've said many times before, the hallmark of the devil is division. One of the titles that we give the devil is diabolos, which comes from the Latin word diabolain, which means scatter. So his title is the scatterer or the divider. Well, that's what we see here with the Pharisees. It's sad but true. Some people enjoy division. Now remember, darkness doesn't like the light, and those in darkness resist the liberation into the light. So there was division amongst the people during this story of Jesus Christ. And therefore, we shouldn't be surprised when we see it in our own day and age. Now, after the interrogation, the former blind man is thrown out of the synagogue. And yet, when Jesus hears this, he seeks the man out. Now, calls to mind the image of the good shepherd seeking out the lost sheep. And that's what we see here. And so Jesus finds the man, and he asks him a simple question. Do you believe in the Son of Man? Jesus wants us to place every ounce of our trust and our belief in him. That's how our vision will deepen to see his presence in our life. Friends, that's the heart of the message. When we center ourselves on Jesus Christ, now we will see and believe, just like this blind man the end of the story. It says the man worshiped Jesus. Therein lies the whole biblical narrative. Therein lies the whole spiritual life in that one line. To hold Jesus as the supreme value of our life is the key to vision, salvation, and happiness. To worship something else in this world, that's blindness. Now, notice the beauty of the story. It begins with blindness, unbelief, to immersion, baptism, and to fullness of faith and right worship of Jesus Christ. Friends, therein lies the whole spiritual life contained in this story. That's why this story is so powerful. And John is a literary masterpiece in telling it. Strongly encourage you, take some time this week as we continue the journey of Lent, reread the story of the blind man. Put yourself in place of the blind man. Allow Jesus to enter into your life during this time of Lent and open your eyes so that you may see his presence very clearly and that you may always give him right worship. And in doing so, you find vision, salvation, and happiness. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.